Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Cavalcade, in the heat of the night, Joey Devine, Forrest Gump, Apocalypse Now, Sean Keen. Going my way! Musical guest, Christopher Cross! And now, the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock. And uh, I'm here with a hot new post-Oscars episode. We're only talking A Star Is Born, baby! Every time, I bet... I bet $10,000 on The Star is Born to win Best Picture back in September. Oh, nice, dude. Uh, <laughs> you it didn't win. So No, I I don't I don't know what I'm going to do. I <laughs> I owe some people a lot of money. Um that dulcet tone you're here right there is a permanent co-host Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm still like super horny from that Lady Gaga performance. <laughs> I mean, you watched my live stream of me watching that, right? <laughs> oh, it's incredible. Um, I think after the show, like Bradley Cooper slid over there and he like sang with her on the piano, and it was like watching Jackson Maine and Allie in the real movie. Except I was pretty sure he was gonna finger bang her. I was. I really thought so. I was so excited. I don't know about you, but. As someone who considers himself uh, a parent of Ali and Jackson Maine, I was so proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 th- my my stepson and my adopted daughter. <laughs> um, Sean, we've got a lot to get through. We haven't been up in a week. We've had some uh, tumultuous stuff going on in the personal lives here at Roundball <laughs> Rock. Everything's okay. But, We're uh, fine. Yeah, but... Uh, but uh, we haven't forgotten you, the listeners, but we, we had some stuff happen. Yeah. Um, 
But so we've got a lot to get through. So let's kick this shit off right away with some reader mail, baby. Boop, 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 boop. Wow, why do I do stuff like that? Ugh. That's so good. I don't know, man. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it Reader Mail? It is confusing for robots. <laughs> um, so our listener, our reader, Adam Tory, writes, mm-hmm. quote, I'm so in on Steph Curry and so out on Kevin Durant. How am I supposed to feel about the Warriors? Help! Um, it seems well, like you're feeling the right way. Yeah, that seems that seems about <laughs> correct. I mean, it's still look. I understand that Kevin Durant has been fairly obnoxious this year, even by you know general Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant standards. Standards. He's still pretty fun to watch play basketball. <laughs> That's the thing I think you can uh, hang your hat on. Like, like he takes. He's really good at making pretty crazy and ridiculous shots. Sometimes I'll have a game where he blocks like five shots. There was an incredibly frustrating moment with him last night, though. Um, They were four minutes left to go in a closed game. Uh, Steph Curry had the ball um, and like did a bunch of crazy shit like Ran a screen, passed it off, ran a screen, passed it off, and then relocated for a three. And mm-hmm. that entire time, Kevin Durant was literally pouting in the corner with his hands on his knees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I wasn't super into that, Sean. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, like it's annoying, but nothing new is happening. Well, he's leaving. That's what's new. What's new is he's definitely leaving. He's definitely leaving. But, (laughs) but at the same time, it's like I feel like I feel like there have been points this year where he's been playing the best he has for the Warriors. It does. It does feel like um, I'm trying to think of a good pop culture analogy for this. It's like. It's like Jackson Maine and his uh, oh, yeah. his brother yeah. Sam Elliott. <laughs> right, 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 right. His bro- are they brothers or like father and son? They're Jackson Maine yeah. kind of is the real Sam Elliott, right? I mean, he's doing a Sam Elliott impression. It- Jackson so Maine is like, like from A Star Is Born. You know, our favorite movie, the movie we won't shut up about. Mm-hmm. And we are the only <laughs> we are the only no, media we'll, entity we'll that <laughs> only talks about a star is born. <laughs> no one will cover this. This makes me mad sometimes. So yeah, Adam, uh, I also feel conflicted. And um, look, I've spent my uh, I've spent a lot of time recently, uh, kind of looking forward to um a uh Steph Curry only Warriors all admit uh getting Steph and Clay and Draymond back and seeing what that looks like again so uh I mean, you can also do that that's why obviously that they're obviously they're a lot better with Kevin Durant on the team but I mean look are we gonna begrudge them the team that has Rudy Gay in the starting lineup next year no <laughs> 
Um, he's always been known as a future warrior at heart. And they're, the, the good thing is that it will clear up space in the summer of 2020 for them to bring back Harrison Barnes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Enjoy it, baby. To quote Stephen Brody Stevens, rest in peace. Oh, here's uh, the other thing I would say to Adam Tory. Um, the as as much as like Kevin Durant is aloof and you know kind of unchanging, like it's it's annoying, but it's kind of the same. Um, Boogie Cousins is so fun to watch like like i'm not saying he's necessarily been good or that you should be like cheering his defense as a warriors fan but just so much is always happening around him he got a technical for throwing a shoe monday night Mm -hmm. which has been rescinded but uh as uh as we say all the time on the podcast who throws a shoe (laughs) i mean really uh it's funny uh, when he he threw that shoe uh, I was like, man, is George W. Bush in the audience? <laughs> that is, of course, from uh, Austin Rivers, international man of getting traded. Um, all right, though. Uh, yeah, Adam, just enjoy uh, how miserable he's making everyone. <laughs> and it, we're, we're going to hear... The whole story in mid-July when Rich Kleiman talks over him on the BS report. Yeah, it's so be so sick, so good. It's um, gonna be like Star Wars two, born again. Jackson Maine's coming back to life in the sequel, baby. He dies, right? I didn't actually see the movie. I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone. It's the greatest movie of all time. That's why on my blog, uh. Bringer.com, I have written <laughs> 17 articles about it a day for yeah, the and last for no six promotional months. consideration at all. Yeah, no one is, definitely no one is paying me to do that. I only uh, do it because, again, I I feel like I am the father to Jackson, Maine, and Allie. <laughs> yeah, even though you're you're a very young millennial. I'm so young. I'm such a young millennial. I am the Jason Tatum of 35-year-old men wearing backwards <laughs> hats. Um, right. uh, should we talk about uh, how we're international men of mystery? <laughs> yes, yes. Let's get into it. All right. Um, Sean, as listeners of the podcast probably know, there is an extremely reliable and excellent website that everyone knows about called chartable.com it's the world's greatest website and they don't pay us to say this no they don't they Um, probably should or we could ask for something (laughs) but uh but uh we found chartable.com late Everyone else knew about Chartable.com, but a couple of months ago we discovered it, and we found out that we were number 82 in Senegal. I think that's right. Um, and we have uh, made it our goal to be number one in some country on Chartable.com. So uh, should we check in with our uh, countries? Let's see how we're doing. Now it's time to talk about it. Round Ball Rock's number one country, Poland. With the 30th pick in the 2003 NBA Draft, the New York Knicks select Maciej Lampe from Poland.
Poland exports more amber than any country. The gemstone, not the color of her energy. We love Poland. If you're in Poland and love us too, please tell your friends about Round Ball Rock and help get us straight to number one on the world's most reputable site, Chartable.com. Poland, what the fuck, man? We're down to number 315. Uh, if we don't make a jump here next week, I'm dropping Poland from this uh, <laughs> from this segment. I think that's I think that's a good point. 315. I- we were up to like the we put them in here because we were up to like 30. Yeah, and we had a we had Lampe information mm-hmm. about what what NBA podcast is giving you detailed information about the 12th place team in the Chinese Basketball Association but Round Ball Rock and yet Poland um all right uh let's go to a an honorable mention we don't have a drop for him Latvia we are holding strong at 233 no mm-hmm. complaints cuz we stay basically the same every time <laughs> yeah, in Latvia and, thank and you, you know Maxims keep it up <laughs> yeah we could we could honestly have more Andre Speedrins con content and uh feel a little bit however we have also, mentioned if you're, if you're a listener in latvia and you know andres bedrins ask him to come on our podcast mm-hmm. andres yeah. bedrins go on round ball round ball uh, We've, uh <laughs> we have mentioned Kristaps porzingis in song a few times as sure well. um all right now let's go to the grandmaster of all the granddaddy of them all now it's time to talk about Round Ball Rock's number one country, Senegal. Senegal is the only country in West Africa which wasn't overrun by a military coup. Its democratic stability has earned it many allies in Europe and the Americas. We love Senegal. Please love us back by making us number one according to everyone's favorite website, Chartable.com. Senegal, we are back up, baby. Number 80. Uh-huh. Um, Sean, was there any news in Senegal this week? Yeah, we've got, um, well, they had their presidential election yesterday, and uh, the results are still coming in, but I think, you know what? I'm going to call it. As a Senegalese election analyst, I am going to call the presidential election for the Honorable Mackie Sal. Re-elected. Uh, projected early returns have him with 58% of the vote. That would be enough to avoid the runoff. Congratulations, Mackie Sal. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy. <laughs> and then, uh, Sean, I have, I have some amazing news for you. What's that? Also, congratulations, your your Excellency Mackie Sal. I forgot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, you seem good. I'm going to be honest. You actually seem like a very good leader. Um, <laughs> uh, but there's a new country, baby. Now it's time to talk about it. Round Ball Rock's number one country, Ecuador. Ecuador is the world's largest exporter of bananas, accounting for up to 29% of all bananas exported in 2011. Coming out into the stadium now, Jefferson Perez of Ecuador. 
on his way to take a third successive gold medal in the men's 20km walk. The summit of Mount Chimarazo, Ecuador's highest mountain, is the point on Earth closest to the sun. British officials tell me that if Julian Assange left the Ecuadorian embassy behind me, he would likely be arrested. Now the Panama hat is actually from Ecuador. So is the director of the hit Hollywood movie Extract, Mike Judge. <laughs> he said anus. <laughs> we love Ecuador. If you're in Ecuador and love us too, please tell your friends about Roundball Rock and help get us straight to number one on the world's most reputable site, Chartable.com. That's right, Ecuador Roundball Rock coming straight in real hot. You want to know what number we are in Ecuador, Sean, in professional sports? I don't know. Did we crack the top We are number four, baby. What? <laughs> yes. Uh, do you want to hear the podcast? I can see the podcast ahead of us. Yes, please, please. Uh, okay. ESPN Radio Formula at number three. Okay. UFC on Fox at number two. Uh-huh. And... Pendiente Maxima at number one. But number four is Roundball Rock. Yes. <laughs> in Ecuador. Yes. We are ahead of the Stone Cold Steve Austin show in Ecuador. Are we sure that Dubaru is not running from the law <laughs> in Ecuador? We are ahead of Skip and Shannon undisputed. <laughs> so we are the undisputed leader. <laughs> we are ahead you yes. want to know what number 19 is, dude? What's that? The Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah, in your face, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> Ecuador's like, you know what? We don't, we don't care how mad you are about the fact that players want to become free agents. The starters, number 29, baby. Hey, look, <laughs> you guys are great, but... Uh, we're Look, destroying you. Watch the we're destroying Woj you pod, with a pun gun. In the Woj Pod number thirty six. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? They don't. They don't like the way he's he's tipping picks. Ecuador wants to just hear them when they happen. Does Shams have a podcast? I don't think so. Oh, just okay. a cam. Oh yeah, that's well. We are going to start the Ecuador. If we get to number one, we will start our own weird. Sham Sharania esque uh, <laughs> camera. Did we? We didn't really talk about the Shams cam, Joey. Can we talk about that briefly? Sure. I don't see why not. Except, let me say one last thing. Yeah. Men in blazers, number uh -huh. sixty. Wow. We are so ahead of the men in blazers, baby. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are just ahead of hombres and chaquetas, though. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, so pendiente maxima. We're coming for you, baby. Coming for you. Look out. It's a cycling podcast, I think. Oh. I mean, look, people <laughs> in Ecuador are very cultured, and they like all varieties of sports. Yeah. And they like living exactly on the equator. And they love hilarious bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do. <laughs> <laughs>
That's why they love round ball rock. Round ball, what the fuckers in Ecuador? <laughs> Mount up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, talk uh, about the Shams cam, though. Yeah, so they had a live cam on Shams uh, for the trade deadline. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he was... Uh, Just on was his like phone a, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and it was a weird, like, kind of high-angle shot of him. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like he maybe the the impression I got was that he maybe didn't know he was being observed. You know, it's like the kind of thing yeah, you would yeah. see in like a psychiatric study. <laughs> um, and I it it kind of felt like 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 could you like tip Shams and he would give a rumor or like take something off. I don't know. I mean, I he was playing. It can't. was like Twitch, but he was just on Candy Crush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch him play Candy Crush. <laughs> um, He's pretty young. He's a millennial. He's probably, you know, on his phone, obviously during the trade deadline, like millennials were. Anyway, shouts, I want the this great experience. <laughs> shouts to Ecuador. Keep yeah, it up, yeah. baby. Bring us straight to number one. It would literally be perhaps the greatest thing that's ever happened to me if we became number one in any country. <laughs> it will never leave our description. <laughs> uh, Ecuador's number four professional sports podcast. We're so far ahead of Bill Simmons. <laughs> What if we just? What if that started happening? What it like it 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 continued, and suddenly we just had like Spanish language ads in the middle of it, just like yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, those uh, those ads ESPN is running on those podcasts now, man. I'm just like no one who listens to these podcasts can get an erection anymore. For those, what for those of you that don't know. Uh, ESPN <laughs> on both of the Brian Windhorst podcast and the Zach Lowe one have sold ad space to like a MAGA testosterone ad. Yes, it's very and, weird, and it's like a guy who's like, <laughs> he he's like, when did men in America get so flabby? <laughs> Don't you think it's time to make our dicks great again? (laughs) Doesn't it it seem like they're maybe like heckling Brian Windhorst specifically with that ad? It might as well be like, when did men in America get so high-voiced and afraid of aggregators? (laughs) (laughs) When I was around, men weren't intimidated by the color yellow in an arena at all. (laughs) Um, should we get to the news? Let's get to the news. Thank you, Ecuador. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Uh, Sean, our top story. It's the story everyone in the NBA is talking about, of course. Uh, free agent Ron Baker has yes. had surgery for a torn labrum. It is the number one NBA children's author story of the week. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Uh, so Ron Baker, yeah, out for four to six months. Uh, with, how soon will he be able to type, Joey? 
I bet pretty soon. Yeah, I, I don't know if he sketches your labrum's his, in your his shoulder, right? Your labrum? Yeah. There's also a hip labrum, which is what Isaiah Thomas tore. Ooh. Welcome back, by the way, IT. Welcome yeah, you look good tonight. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. Uh, what, it's weird. Uh, he apparently went, finally went to a team that had a doctor. <laughs> Just didn't have players with like mysterious knee injuries that turned into really long-term projects for no reason other than medical negligence. <laughs> also, I heard they they what happened to Kyrie last year. Did you hear did you hear the story about how he got infected? No. Uh the knife they used had been used to cut into a Chipotle burrito. <laughs> That's how it got infected. It's terrible. They don't well, know they disinfected it. They they <laughs> disinfected it by putting it in some Italian wedding soup. Ah, so it should have been okay. <laughs> was it was it that guy who dances in the stands? <laughs> he did the surgery. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, should we get to our actual top story, yeah, Sean? Let's go. It is children's book related. Oh, uh-huh. uh, Kobe Bryant. Has a children's book, baby. We've known about this for quite a while. We've been waiting for some time to talk about it. Yeah, they they Uh, announced this project months ago. Let's say this right off the bat. Uh, Fuck Kobe Bryant. Bad person. You're a bad parent if you buy this for your child. Yes. Like, absolutely, 100%. It does not matter. Uh, He's also just got, like, a ghost writer. Yeah. He's Kobe, sex, like, Kobe Bryant summon. is a sex criminal and a bad person. Uh-huh. Uh, and that is the last time we're going to mention it because we're going to make fun of his children's book. But that should be said before anything having to do with Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Terrible person. He should be gone forever. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not. In no, and fact, he's, he's, he's available <laughs> at the Twitter, at his children's book series, and his studio, excuse me, has a Twitter at Granity. G-R-A-N-I-T-Y. Kobe, the the inventiveness in the names, like a like a J-R-R Tolkien. <laughs> um so what sh- a beautiful name for a fictional land. Sean, Granity. Do you want to read? I guess we should very clear. I mean, off the bat, the book is called the Wizenerd series, Training Camp. Mm-hmm. In the past, he said the book would be like, quote, if the Olympics and Harry Potter had a baby. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, because it's Kobe Bryant, that would not have been a consensual sexual encounter between the Olympics <laughs> and the Harry Potter. Oh, no way. Uh, also, isn't Harry Potter, Harry Potter has several versions of its own Olympics. Yeah, they do. They do. Exactly. <laughs> like they, 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 they. I mean, I do think J.K. Rowling regretted the fact that she had to. Like, I think she probably got to book three, and she was like, "Oh God, I need to write another twenty-five pages of Quidditch stories." Yeah, but then in book five is all Olympics. <laughs> oh, oh, the, the book wizard. Four, excuse Cup? me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, that's the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> there are so, two Olympics in in Harry Potter. A yeah, they have the, and the a Quidditch summer. World Cup and the Wizarding. Wow, yeah, that's a lot of. 
so they've had the Olympics, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, all of all of the Harry Potter people would have been taking undetectable PEDs, much like Kobe Bryant himself. Well, I mean, look, I've only seen the Harry Potter movies, but that Russian man who turns into a shark, yeah. in the, he's definitely on steroids. Yeah, I think that's, that's That guy true. is for sure on steroids. Balco actually was making polyjuice potion, but it only just made your head grow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but back to the Wizard series. Yes. Training camp. First off, we should mention, uh, we, you and I, this word, mm-hmm. right off the bat, let me spell it for you guys. Uh, it's W-I-Z-E-N-A-R-D. Mm-hmm. And I have been reading it Wisenard all day. Wisenard every time. Every time. <laughs> a smart testicle. Wisenard. <laughs> well, I was thinking of it as like, uh, it sounds like an acting coach, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like because uh, he has a first name, too. What's his first name? Uh, Rowlby? Ro- <laughs> oh, God. His name is Rowlby? Yeah, oh, 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 that's the, that's the coach. That's the coach's name. name. Yeah, is... Um, Hold on, I'm on it right here. Um. <laughs> By the way, this is some this is some uh, this is some college basketball ass children's book writing for Kobe yeah, Bryant. It's Ro- he's naming this series after the coach. The coach's name is Rolabi Wizenard. That's the thing, man. R O L A B the main character. R O L A B I Wiznard. So, but if you read it as Rolaby Weisnard, doesn't it sound like, oh, yeah, I, I'm i a method actor. I do the Rolaby Weisnard method acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, have to, you, you, you cry a lot. Uh, um, you're not allowed to use your hands until the fifth week of the class. Uh, but here, let's read this weird uh-huh. uh, segment they put out here. Um, Magic doesn't seem possible for the West Bottom Badgers. They're the uh, lowest. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, just West Bottom Badgers really made me cringe. Uh huh. Sounds like some perverse stuff Kobe Bryant would be into. Well, you know what? Let's read the whole thing and then talk sorry. about it. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> magic, magic doesn't seem possible for the West Bottom Badgers. They're the lowest ranked basketball team in their league, and they live in the poorest neighborhood in Dren. Nobody expects them to succeed at anything. Plus, Every kid on the team has secret struggles of his own. When a new coach named Professor Professor Wizenard arrives on the first day of training camp, the Badgers can't explain the magical-seeming things they see and hear. Every player experiences unique and strange visions. Visions that challenge everything they thought they knew about basketball, and about their lives, and their secrets off the court. <laughs> Terrible sentence. <laughs> To survive the increasingly intense ordeals of training, the Badgers will need to take unimaginable risks, learn to trust their teammates, and confront the darkness within themselves. This is this is again some some creepy ass muse cage uh-huh. bordering on child abuse stuff from Kobe Bryant. Uh-huh. Uh there's an amazing clip on the at Granity Twitter account. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to play that right here. Wizenard Proverb 20. If you rise above the conflict, you can see who needs your help. 
Well, that definitely sounds like Kobe Bryant to me. Just yeah, rising, above, rising the conflict, above the conflict. Always helping. <laughs> if you don't respond to how his ass tastes, <laughs> you uh-huh. can see who needs your help. You, you can see who needs your help. And who needs your help? Well, well, I think the answer is Saja Fujisik needs to be yelled at. He needs your help. <laughs> His ears aren't hurting enough. Uh, so this book goes on sale in like a month. It just seems like such a, like everyone. So all the players start hallucinating when they get this new basketball coach. And it makes them like confront the darkness within themselves. Is this a book about a basketball coach making his players take ayahuasca? Because that's kind of what it sounds like is happening. Like visions challenging everything you know about your lives, and you have to take an unimaginable risk and confront the darkness within yourself. Like that's 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 an ayahuasca trip. I mean, like it. I know it says magic isn't around very much, but this does not really talk about magic as much as it is like. It seems like like a very weird, intense kind of psychotherapy that he's talking about here. <laughs> Can I read you what the Amazon uh, uh, what Amazon says here? Uh-huh. From the mind of basketball legend and Academy Award winning storyteller Kobe God Bryant. <laughs> Can I just yeah, say... Yeah, you gave him an Oscar, Academy. <laughs> can I just say real quick, um, from the mind of is always bad. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Much <laughs> like, much like as, as you pointed out, what, b- before the movie even was out in theaters, you, you called to my attention that Green Book is apparently, quote, <laughs> based on a true friendship. Uh-huh, which means... <laughs> Not a true story. Yeah, which That's, means we can't, we don't think this story is true, but we can, these guys definitely knew each other. Yeah. Uh, also, this is not written by Kobe, but he gets a co-author credit because apparently it's from his mind. Uh, all right. Uh, here's a quote on the Amazon. This is from the publisher. Oh, thank God. The publisher is going to weigh in and uh, let it's us. It's a quote from Kobe Bryant. I created the Wizard series to help ignite the imaginations of young athletes around a topic they love, sports. It's <laughs> the book I wish had been available to me as a young basketball player. Also, this book is apparently just about training camp. <laughs> right? It's just talking about their increased training and like uh, <laughs> they're all going to freak out like like I'm not it's not clear that they ever play a competitive basketball game in this book. Can I read you the pull quote from the publisher here, too? Yeah. Quote, in the simplest of terms, this book is amazing. It's a perfect little trap. It hauls you in and never lets you go until you finish reading. Quan, age 14, Newark, New Jersey. (laughs) It doesn't let you go until you sign. A 14-year-old did not write that. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a perfect trap. A perfect little trap. Perfect little trap. Oh, okay. Also, Kobe, you couldn't have gotten a famous person for that pull quote? 
Did he know a 14-year-old? Did he know <laughs> giving this quote? I mean, like, even like a famous 14-year-old, you know what I mean? Doesn't the Wizenard kind of sound like something an NFL player would use to, like, fake a drug test? Yes, absolutely. Like, you fill a Wizenard <laughs> with clean urine, and it's, like, undetectable. Uh, another fun thing from Amazon here is it's currently the number one new release in in children's basketball books. <laughs> Oh, great. <laughs> Which is a little bit like being number four in Ecuador. <laughs> so he's he's competing with J.R. Smith and Ron Baker. Uh, no. And like both, a Matt Christopher book from the 50s. <laughs> both number two and three are who is Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> here's, here's another thing I would say. Maybe don't get your kids a book about Michael Jordan. Like, wait till they're... <laughs> Uh, they're like, like PG-13. I would consider a Michael Jordan book PG-13. There's also number 16 on here is something called Fast Break by Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter wrote a basketball. Well, I mean, I guess the Players' Tribune. He's in the sixth, at the helm. In the sixth book in the New York Times best-selling middle grade series inspired by the life of iconic New York Yankee Derek Jeter. Young Derek bites off more than he can chew when he decides to enter the school talent show and try out for the basketball team. What do you, what do you think young Derek Jeter's talent would have been? <laughs> I mean, editing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get up there and like suddenly people are like, this is unreadable. And he's like, but look. All of these Derek Jeter, <laughs> there are a lot of Derek Jeter books. Uh, it has its own publishing, Jeter Publishing. Mm-hmm. That is bizarre. So Jeter well, it, is, and Derek Jeter is the new uh, Matt Christopher? I guess he's the new Matt Christopher or the new uh, Ernest Hemingway. It's who, hard to tell. Who is Michael Jordan is also number 13. <laughs> Which was two, three, and thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> wow, match that Jeter. I mean, but you know, you can remember growing up reading those fantasy stories written by Bernard King, right? <laughs> I learned to read exclusively through books written by Pete Rose. Uh, that's Actually, real funny. Rose children's <laughs> yeah, me too. Charlie Hustle gets in a pickle, and it's uh, he keeps getting caught trying to steal bases, but also he owes five thousand dollars to a big fat Italian kid. It's gonna kill him. Um, all right, should we move on, or do we want to talk guess. more about this? <laughs> no, hope it's terrible. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're definitely gonna read this fucking book, though, right? Well, absolutely for free. I mean, Please send us a copy, Granity Studios. Yeah, at Granity, send us two review. Send us two review copies, please. Um, all right. Also, send us any books you'd like us to review. Yeah, we'll review anything at Granity. <laughs> yeah. Currently, uh, Jeter Publishing. <laughs> we'll review those. We're a basketball podcast, but yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> we might even do a dramatic reading. You never know. Uh, all right. Um, LeBron and the Lakers suck, dude. They're they're an embarrassment. They lost it. So I saw them. I did not watch any of their game last night until the fourth quarter. 
Uh, Which game did they? What they lost to, them to the last Memphis night? Grizzlies? Oh yeah, by like. <laughs> and I looked, and and the Grizzlies had at the same time they were playing Yoke of Noah, Chandler Parsons, and DJ Bruno Caboclo simultaneously <laughs> in 2019 <laughs> and beating LeBron James. It's truly incredible. <laughs> because the Grizzlies, they traded Marcus Old. They they've shut down Jaron Jackson Jr. with a completely legitimate injury to his quad. Uh-huh. That is definitely super, real and not just, real. Not, not just helping their draft position. <laughs> uh, and they lost. They also lost to uh, the Charlotte Hornets this week. They did beat the Houston Rockets in a game that Scott Foster definitely did not wager on. <laughs> Just a just a quick note though that um there was one game where James Harden fouled out and the Houston Rockets lost their minds about this. Uh-huh. Like how much how much do you need from the refs, James Harden? Like like twelve trips to the line a game isn't enough. It's gotta be every single day. Anyway. I mean Refs are cops, dude. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Refs are cops. Um, should we talk about a star is born? <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, Sean, do you think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs? You know, I don't now. I I did up until yesterday. I was just Agreed. like, these teams are bad enough. They still have LeBron. Like, like because up until last night, it was like it was still like. And they just gotta go. And they just gotta go fifteen and ten. And they just gotta go fourteen and nine. And now it's like I think they have to go fifteen and seven the rest of the way. Like they've got to win like and their schedule is their games now fucking hard. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought they would because they were playing the Atlanta Hawks and they were playing the Pelicans. I'm sorry. I think they lost to the Pelicans. They did no. lose to the Pelicans. Sorry. And they lost uh, to the Grizzlies. But this was the stretch that made me think they were definitely going to make the playoffs because it was like, oh, their schedule in March is hard. But yeah, the and then of- LeBron had that quote I where did. he was like, I've entered playoff mode. Yeah. Well, I remember <laughs> saying to someone before the All-Star break, I'm like, I think the Lakers might only lose one more game this month. And then it was like, well, actually, they lost a bunch of not that difficult, like, Games they should definitely be winning if they're going to be making the playoffs. Like, it, it, yeah, it's they lost at New Orleans, they lost at Memphis, they lost at Atlanta. You know, they've been on the road, but these are not teams that are even particularly trying to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, it's not like they're ninth; they're tenth, and they're tied for tenth. Yeah, on the tiebreaker, they're actually eleventh. And it's not like there's an obvious team that's definitely going to drop out. Like they have two games against the Clippers coming up soon. The Clippers are going to make the playoffs. Well, that's the thing. They it, those those Clipper games are not like gimme. I saw the Clippers last night play the Mavericks, and uh, they're making the playoffs. So they're next. Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell are like unstoppable. They really are an incredible <laughs> combo. It's an insane pick and roll combination, and they don't even start. No, no, they're 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 going to be two of the top 
three vote getters for sixth man of the year. I mean, I uh, saw like last night Montrez Harrell had his career high. It was like thirty five points or thirty two points. And uh-huh. he was granted for some reason the Mavericks were playing Dirk at center a lot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And every time that happened, Montrez Harrell was like taking him off the dribble. He had like eight dunks or something crazy like that. It was insane. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, did anything weird happen at that game, Joey? Oh yeah, Doc Rivers uh, didn't call a timeout. <laughs> <laughs> but stopped the game with nine seconds to go uh, by getting on the microphone and being like, Dirk Nowitzki! But he didn't, like, call a timeout no. necessarily. No, he just walked fact, over to the... The Mavericks had just scored, like, a really quick bucket because they wanted to get uh, Luka Doncic a triple-double. Oh, yeah. Because he was an assist away from a triple-double. So, like... And everyone at this point, because the Clippers were winning, were like rooting really hard for dribble for Luca to get the triple double, and uh-huh. they, he yeah. threw him. The, he threw Dwight Powell like a quick pick and roll for a dunk, and uh-huh. they dunked. And then all of a sudden, like the Clippers took the ball out, and they were dribbling. And then all of a sudden, everything stopped, and uh, uh, Doc was on the microphone, and everyone was just like standing around confused while he started talking. <laughs> I mean, who's who's a more intelligible public speaker than Doc Rivers to hear this? Dirk Nowitzki. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty tight, actually. It was very that cool once people figured out what happened, but uh-huh. it was just very confusing at first. It was yeah. like, is something is Doc okay? <laughs> yeah, like like I would have thought it's an emergency. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, who did Dirk trade jerseys with after the game? I don't think they did trade jerseys. Oh, was that just bullshit That's Dwayne just Wade Wade does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretending people didn't think he sort of retired a couple years ago. <laughs> um. All right. You want to talk about Fortnite, baby? Yeah, let's talk about it. Look, it's... Uh, it's, it's the uh, scourge it's, of it's the NBA. Sometimes, it sometimes confuses people. Uh, it's called Fortnite because you build forts. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> David Fisdale, coach of the New York Knicks, uh, is has has complained that it has been hurting his young players. Um, he's given a little more of a scientific explanation than uh, Jimmy Butler, who did a lot of scientific yelling, but not so much. Um, I think though this is him trying to. He wants Jimmy Butler to be the second guy with KD. Oh, oh, that that could get him there, yeah. And apparently, Kevin Knox and uh, Mitchell Robinson have both said, "Yeah, I think we are playing Fortnite too much. Like the the blue light from the screen isn't good for us, and it's hurting our ability to focus." Uh, but Mario, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> That's what Fisdale said is like it's like you it's why you're not supposed to look at your phone before bed because like the blue light uh, makes it harder for you to like relax. I I mean, I understand it makes you harder to sleep, but I don't think it makes it harder to like focus during the day during your job. Uh, Apparently, it's bad for young people. Mm. I've I've heard this before. Who knows? Seems Um, like bullshit, dude. 
Mario Hazonia, however, not having it. Yeah, that's my guy, baby. I'm with Mario. Who cares, dude? Play all the games you want. If you can control yourself, there's no problem for you. But if you are reckless with it, you don't think about it. Video games, partying, going out, all that other stuff, you're going to end up in trouble regardless. I understand what Fitz is saying. It might be a problem. But I don't think anyone over here is going crazy about it. We play for fun. I play for stress, for stress relief. For me, it's a fun way to get away from things. I don't think anybody else is 3 a.m. staying up. I'm with, uh, I'm with Hazonia on this one. Like what? You'd rather they were out drinking like NBA players used to do? Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it, but no, you're, you're right. He's just trying to get Jimmy Butler. Yeah, this is all. This is all. A, with Kyrie, Kyrie and Jimmy Butler. What a combo that would be. It's KD, Sean. Well, I know KD's coming, but I'm just saying, if you could get Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving, like, wouldn't like every day in the locker room would be a new psychological thriller. <laughs> like the stan, like turn your locker room into the Stanford prison experiment. <laughs> That's a real good cop, bad cop combo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like Kyrie walks in and like shows him like a bunch of like Instagram videos about like uh, uh, chemtrails and then walks out and then Jimmy Butler goes in and actually like waterboards them. (laughs) Yeah, he like steals a Nintendo Switch and just like starts beating Alonzo Trier with it. Um, this is old news, but we should mention it. Uh, King Don Nelson returned to Oakland. Sean. Uh, the, our, our greatest living American. Uh, Round Ball Rocks, the official hero of Round Ball Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, no one is above Don Nelson on the Round Ball Rock hierarchy, and that includes Anthony Randolph and Jack Cooley. They are two and three. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> um... Don Nelson said he's been smoking a lot of pot. We knew that. You can tell that yeah. just by looking at him. <laughs> and if you don't know what Don Nelson looks like now, Google it. He looks yeah, you great. gotta. You really gotta. Google he looks it. like a real fiend for mojitos. Yeah, they uh, uh... to quote Miami Vice. <laughs> <laughs> I should it, probably uh... play that. All right, forty. <laughs> what do you like to drink? I'm a fiend for mojitos. I know a place. All right. Have you like, rewatched Miami Vice, the yeah, TV I love, show? Oh, the recently? show? No. I only, watched, uh, I only watched the Michael Mann movie. It was on. It's available for some reason on Stars, and it is remarkable how not cool Don Don Johnson seems. <laughs> yeah, of course, that dude. For Thirty years in the in the future. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> really does not hold up as like a cool guy. Uh, like they could have Henry Winkler as the Fonz, and I'd be like, this is more realistic. <laughs> Uh, Spike Lee won an Oscar, baby. That's that's definitely NBA news. Um, yeah. Congratulations, Spike. Uh, you deserved it for lots of other movies. Uh-huh. Uh, this one's okay. <laughs> uh, 
it was it was also very funny that after he won, Samuel Jackson presented the award to him and also yelled. The oh yeah, Knicks. this is before he won. Actually, oh before he won, he's like, "The Knicks won tonight," and Spike yelled back, "We're trying to tank." Yeah, uh, they've won three of four since that. <laughs> yeah, Knicks because they're not playing as four. much Fortnite. <laughs> Um, you're watching David Fizdale's like, look, your only screen time is watching Spike Lee. Oh, that's amazing. Um, all right. Should we talk about this Anthony Davis real quick? Oh, I, I did want it. I did want to oh. say one thing. Uh, Green Book did win Best Picture, and I wanted to congratulate the executive producer of Green Book and acting GM of the New Orleans Pelicans, Danny Ferry. Congratulations, Danny Ferry. Uh, on your Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, though, one of the producers, I'm I'm pretty sure Nick Villalonga uh, yes. is the guy who wrote that um, that scouting report for the Cavs that Danny Ferry. Oh, read. that's true. Yeah. By the way, he also has a movie uh, coming out that is called That's Amore, which is, uh, I believe, about a guy who falls in love with a girl named uh, Vicky Amore. <laughs> is this real? Oh, this is real. He's oh, directing. My God. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that sounds. Her name might be Patty Amore. I'm not <laughs> sure, but. Um. All right, our last story: Anthony Davis. Uh, he taped the shop. Mm-hmm. Um. Anything you want to say about uh that? I mean, it's it's just funny that it was like, all right, no more tampering, and then it's like they're hanging out at All Star Weekend, and then he's on the shop. Oh, we forgot to mention. Yeah. Uh, Draymond Green signed with Clutch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, so everybody knew that was going to happen. But just come to the Lakers. <laughs> Look, if you want to be on Survivor's Remorse, Million Dollar Mile, The Wall. Am I leaving out any shows? Um, I think those are his shows. You got to sign with Clutch, and probably. Oh no! And then they have that Ben Simmons show that's in development. <laughs> oh, Brotherly Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then also, uh, movie properties. He's got Space Jam 2. Space Jam 2. And, and I think... uh, don't forget, <laughs> Friday the 13th. Oh, right, right. Uh, Wait. LeBron James bought the rights to Friday the 13th, yeah. Oh. Jason. <laughs> I want to say Jason? <laughs> well, I mean, it's good, because he won the the bidding war with Kobe Bryant, who was like, <laughs> yeah, this is a good, this would be good for eight-year-olds. <laughs> You look deep inside yourself. It's a, it's called a, it's called training camp, but it's literally at a camp. Um, so you've you've went deep on Space Jam Two has a release date, and um, yeah. Uh, so can we'll, we say right off the bat though mm-hmm. that Space Jam Two is definitely going to be better than Space Jam One, right? There's like no, I don't think I don't think that's true. Space Jam One is really terrible. I don't think Space Jam 2 is going to be better. I think there's it'll like be enter- better. You don't think there's entertaining parts of Space Jam 2? Of Space it's, Jam? It's a bad movie. But it's ve- it's very watchable. It's a good kids movie. I don't think so. But agree to disagree. All right, let's go I'm through just these saying, I'm just saying, what, what other movie has Del Harris and Vlade Divac sharing a scene with Cedric Sabalos? <laughs> talking about basketball players losing their talent. Bill Murray's in it. It's it's an incredible psychological profile of Michael Jordan as well, <laughs> because of well, I've maybe mentioned this before, the scene where Michael Jordan, relentlessly competitive, decides to double the bet 
in the game between the t- the Toon Squad and the Monstars for no real reason at all, just to show what an insane gambler he is. Um. So wait, hold on. Someone is fucking with the Space Jam IMDb page. Oh yeah. Have you looked at the cast? Oh, I I just got the writers. I'm looking at the cast right now, and it it's three people: LeBron James, Eric Bowser. Mm-hmm. Who plays Bugs Bunny slash Daffy Duck, apparently. And then oh, it says said... Jared Sullinger as Charles Barkley. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. <laughs> it's a fat joke, Joey. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> um so I think this is correct that all of the guys who got their talent stolen had the same agent as Michael Jordan. Is that right? That I I don't know. <laughs> I think it I think it I think he and well, I don't I don't know, but I think it would be not very surprising if they just made these monsters all Oh, they're all going to be clutch guys for sure. Yeah, yeah, but It'll like, be yeah. AD Draymond <laughs> Ben Simmons, uh-huh. John Wall. And then the Morris twins, right? Wait, you think it? Oh, you you said Ben Simmons, AD, Draymond, John Wall, John Wall, Draymond, and then uh, the Morris twins. There'll be two of them that are twins. Oh, and they'll be like morphed together as one thing. No, no, they'll have six people. <laughs> but I don't think have I, don't, a twin. I don't think you can get like a bond for the Morris twins on a major motion picture. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all of them are David Falk clients in the original movie. <coughs> um, but I did look at the writers of Space Jam 2 because mm-hmm. I did not recognize the names. Um, so let me just go through them real quick. Um, one of the writers of Space Jam 2, uh, one of his only writing credits is a short film called La Revolution de Iguodala. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that Andre is going to be a monster. I don't know. Um, another one has one previous screenplay credit that is Bad Words, which is the Jason Bateman uh, enters the spelling bee as an adult. That's uh-huh. what that movie is. A lot of cursing. Um, another writer's main former credit Biggest biggest press credit is called Off the Grid Million Dollar Manhunt, which okay. is actually very similar to that LeBron James CBS <laughs> reality show. And then the fourth writer is uh, Justin Lin. That's tight. Justin Lin's cool. <laughs> Does it seem like maybe Justin Lin is not going to be doing the heavy lifting on this? And maybe, <laughs> maybe just probably gets to put his name on it. I mean, look, the guy, Terrence Nance is going to be doing all of this, though, actually. The uh-huh. director. And, like, a team of animators. Yeah, because he's the random acts of flyness guy. He wrote them all. Yes. He directed everything. He's, uh-huh. like, he's not listed. He's not credited as a writer on Space Jam. So what? He's definitely rewriting it himself. Trust me on this one. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. Um, okay. Who do you think is the best actor of the non-LeBron? Uh, you know what they'll do for the fifth one, actually? They'll get a WNBA player. I bet there will be a lady monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I, Doesn't that I, make sense? For Wow, like... my child... I mean, you just ruined my childhood, Joey, by <laughs> suggesting that. Women can't be monsters, Joey. 
But come on, that's what's definitely going to happen. Probably. probably. <laughs> I was going to ask you who's on your Mount Rushmore of Mod Stars, but that's just too stupid. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> Let's build who we think the Mod Stars should be, though, actually. Should be or will be? Should be. Should be. Okay. Will be, it's all going to be the clutch guys. It'll be John Wall, Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, we named them. I- yeah. Well, okay, obviously Dirk should be one of them. Uh, I mean, I think the good. brow is good, actually. I think Anthony Davis is good. Cause he's, you, he's a really... Have you heard him talk, though? Yeah, but that doesn't matter. They don't actually voice them. The monsters. They, you no, just, I mean, they still have to... T- well, I guess maybe you just don't have him talk when he's in human form. But you just draw... It, it's fun to have a monster with a unibrow, though. Yeah, it's like a terrible real-life... A signature, mm-hmm. but it's a funny thing for a cartoon villain to have. Yeah, Harden, same thing. Harden's easily number two for me. Yeah, yeah, brow, beard. Big brow yeah. and a beard. And then you need a short guy and a really, really tall guy. So you want like... Boban. You obviously want Boban, You want dude. Boban, yeah. 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 <laughs> and Boban, well, also, he has acting experience from John Wick 3. In fact, you know what? If you're putting Boban in... You take Bobby and Toby together. You, you get have best. Fr- you get yeah. best friend monsters. Uh huh. And then you need a really short guy now, Chris Paul. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That'll make them so unlikable, though. Actually, you got a lot of like hooks there, though, because he could be like, "Oh, he has an identical twin monster who just sells insurance to the monsters," and like, plus what you do a really <laughs> funny thing you could do. Is you have the Monstars steal Chris Paul off the banana boat. Oh, that would be really funny. And Mellows and Mellows. <laughs> Mello and Wade and Gabriel Union are all there. <laughs> oh, that, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I like that. Dwayne Wade, and they have Dwayne Wade, and they're like, mm, no talent left. Sorry. <laughs> it's over. But yeah, like Monstar Chris Paul complaining to the refs. That'd be great. Yeah. Also, I like the idea of a. Monster uh, James Harden having a power where he like, uh, like he slow motions everybody, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no, I mean basically, like the 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 thing is, LeBron's got to complain that that Monstar Monstarden is uh, getting all the calls. Yeah, he tra- he travels every time. Yeah, yeah, and he's like he's like literally on a treadmill, yeah. and they're like, "Come on, are you seeing this?" <laughs> Uh, apparently Lola Bunny is coming back, Joey. Of course Lola Bunny is coming back. Had, did she, has she appeared in a Looney Tunes property between Space Jam and Space Jam 2? I'm, I'm sure she was probably in that weird Joe Dante movie. Uh-huh. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, the I know Frazier one? <laughs> back in action? Yeah. I started confusing it with Muppet movies, and I was like, oh, I can't believe they let Jason Segel write a tune movie. <laughs> Um, all right, Sean. I think that's our show, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be back later this week. I'm sure there will be more LeBron James news for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, but Sean, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, there's some Academy Awards content you can see on uh, Yard Barker, Academy Awards for Sports, and uh, I'm also going to be writing a uh, Tankapalooza column coming up. Oh, great. So 
Just talking about how the Bulls are blowing it. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where three days ago I tweeted, another insane day at outrageous olive oils and vinegars. <laughs> Thanks to everyone that comes in and loves the olive oil that we sell. It's the highest quality, freshest in the world. <laughs> what if the vinegar's just like bottom of the barrel? <laughs> Um, like we blew all our budget on the olive oils the vinegar is very ordinary uh sean do you have a song for us this week uh yeah i'm gonna have one do you want to explain what it is (laughs) it's uh well okay so we should set it up first um look the website grantland jr went viral earlier this year um with their hilarious parodies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, Hallelujah! Really Everybody loved it. It's everyone's favorite. It's Steve Kerr's favorite song of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Hallelujah. It's a parody of the sex scene from um, Watchmen about Luka Doncic, uh, and it went hyper viral. And we here at Roundball Rock, as you can tell with our forty-minute-long segment on Chartable.com, are obsessed mm-hmm. with going viral. Yeah, uh, and we, we need it. to go viral too, and so the way to do that apparently is Luka Doncic parody songs or just yeah. parody songs in general. Um, we're still we haven't still fi- we still haven't figured that out that much out. Uh, but Sean, yeah. do you want to explain what this song is going to be? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so this is just this is just because um, twice in the past couple of months, I have invited Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey to appear. On Round Ball Rock. Yeah, actually, if you're listening, please tweet at Daryl Morey to go on Round Ball and just yeah. talk about tweet at Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey, go on Round Ball Rock and talk about Broadway musicals. We yeah. won't even ask him about sports. He can talk about whatever he wants. This as <laughs> much and as little time as he wants. Um anyway, this time I, I invited him to go on the podcast and uh he did not respond, but he did like the tweet. Yeah. So in 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 honor of him, this is going to be a musical theater inspired uh, Luka Doncic song. Um. Okay. Great. That's probably playing under us right now. Uh. Trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, <laughs> shut it down. Let's go be fiends for mojitos. <laughs> Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. Maps created for your rights. Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, you're here until you die. The Suns aren't strong, to the lottery they'll go. Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, 20 losses to go. The Suns were wrong, John Collins hear my prayer. Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, Trey Young should cut his hair. I know clutch sports could send me to LA. Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, just read the CBA. When I'm a free agent, you won't see me in Big D. Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, don't make a trade demand. Oh, please, oh, Lord, I'd settle for Cleveland. Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, you'll always be a Mav. 
Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic, they traded for a Slav. Now point guard number 7-7, you're drafted third, your rookie deal's begun. You know what that means. Yes, in four years I'm free. No! Look at the fine print of the CBA. You are a serf. I stole an inbound serf. You fouled a man. I broke a full court press. My sister's child was at the game. We were fast breaking. You won't fast break again unless you take the qualifying offer. I can't qualify my 19 years a slave of my parents. Five years on your rookie deal. The rest because of extensions. Yes, number 77. My name is Luca Doncic. And I am Adam Silver. Do not forget my name. I'm a Meet Dave situation. Number 77. Look at Doncic. Look at Doncic. You'll always be a Mav. Look at Doncic. Look at Doncic. They traded for a Slav. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.